It only took us about 14 freaking years. But me and the wife here finally got around to Toradora. You guys might know it as a little coming-of-age tale. Emphasis on the little. We love our little taiga from this show. Uh, Gonna be talking about it today. I don't know if you guys did the yearly rewatch that I guess the subculture of this show has begun doing around Christmas time. I get why they do it, because it's lovely, and uh, we'll definitely get more into that. Let's just, uh, let's talk a little bit about this lovely little show, shall we? the I Married a Weeb podcast. It's your favorite anime podcast with an anime couple that's a little behind on the times with certain shows, but we're happy to get to them nevertheless. Are you new here? Well, boy, howdy. Thanks for letting this be the first episode that you found us with and hopefully you enjoy. Um, I'm Tom and I'm joined by my beautiful wife who I got into anime. Who, what, uh, what, who are you? I'm Danielle absolute lovely lady we like her around here and um hopefully you'll end up liking her as much as i do by the end of this episode although uh, we may get into some disagreements about this show yeah they might not like i'm getting some i'm getting some vibes from you i can't wait to actually talk about it (laughs) Um, tom and i don't talk during the day we don't we we bottle it all up actually all week and then we just talk when we record (laughs) that's it that's it. That's all we do. <laughs> they just get this image of that. Uh, no, honestly, though, anime wise, we truly don't talk about it because we want to leave it uh, for here. Mm-hmm. And that's just how we do it. Um, you can find us on Instagram at I Married We Pod on Instagram. Uh, but more importantly, you can go on the link tree on there to find my OnlyFans where I, I pose nude <laughs> with anime figures. That's not real. Don't look for it. But what you can't look for is our Discord server where we talk a little bit about anime, roll for waifus, and that's generally where you're going to get the most up-to-date announcements from us because, frankly, social media, not really too good at it, um, but I don't think that that's a bad thing. So join us in the Discord. It's real fun, and uh, we have a good time with it. Good times, good people. Good times, good people. Now, are you not new here? Well, I hope you've watched this show. You know us, you, you have one day, uh, to know what we're going to be recording because we don't ever say it. And then we suddenly come out <laughs> with an episode. And now I hope you guys watched it. Uh, no, but thank heavens for J rod, uh, in the discord for mentioning that, um, uh, this was actually perfect timing for us to be watching this because I guess the subreddit has a rewatch and. Yep. Um, they, they line it up to where the Christmas Eve episode is. You watch it on Christmas Eve, which I think we actually watched it on Friday and not Saturday. Oh, uh, a little bit of, a little bit ahead of schedule. Sorry mm-hmm. about that subreddit. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> we just did the the quick math and we knew we wouldn't have it, have it watched by the time we needed to record. So we kind of bumped it up a little well, bit. Well, in typical fashion. I mean, I, I thought we were actually going to hit our Monday usual recording, but man, the holidays and the guy, I, you guys are going to think we're, just keeping this kid around germs, but Faye got sick again, the poor little thing. She's not doing too hot. She is the booger queen. And uh, apparently I'm the napkin. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just wore tie-dye today because I'm like, well, at least then I won't be able to see boogers all over myself. Mm-hmm. Parenthood, lovely. Uh, yeah, and so I think this was a great show to wrap up 2022 with. Um, lots of big feelings in this show. Lots of big themes. 
way deeper um, in certain aspects than I thought it would be, obviously. Uh, but for those who have not seen it, one, what are you doing here? You know what I'm saying? Uh, but two, it's essentially just a, a high school rom-com love journey um, between a guy whose face is seen as quite scary and a, a, a little girl with a huge personality who is seen as scary <laughs> and just kind of the adventure and those that they meet around them. I thought it was absolutely uh, sweeter than all get out. I very much enjoy, I think I enjoyed this show more than I thought I would for sure. You not so much. I'm, I'm seeing it on your face. Don't um, worry. We'll, we'll get yeah. into it. We'll get into it. <laughs> um, that being said, if you've not watched it, please, it's a 26 episode or 25 episodes. It says on Mal. 25. Okay. 25 episodes. Uh, not too bad of a watch. Nope. So just get on through and then come on back. We're, there's no pressure around here. Sorry if we've given that idea. No. Uh, yeah. And then, of course, looking forward to 2023. We'll kind of just talk about our expectations. Um, and all that near the end. Stick around, please, for the love of God. <laughs> eh, you don't have to. I'm just kidding. So let's get. Uh, did, well, do you have any anime news that we can get into, or should we just? Um, I personally don't. I'm very. Um, I'm very upset that we've Toradora overtook our anime watching. Sure. You know, the past week or so, us trying to get this ready to record for this week, and we have not watched the last Mob Psycho episode. We have not watched the last Chainsaw Man episode. We fell off the wagon here. <laughs> no, it just means we're going to have one hell of a week ahead. Uh, so with that wrapping up, of course, you guys can expect those episodes to be coming out soon, along with, just for preparation, we, we've we're in the midst of a rewatch of Death Note. Yeah, oh that one my. that one show that just like SAO, you like to say, well, it started great, but then I didn't like the, it's that show. Um, so keep that one on the radar, as well as, of course, the things that ended. Um, I got to tell you, our Chainsaw Man episode did fairly well. And what didn't go well is our SAO episode. So the jury has spoken. <laughs> Uh, we get it, guys. We're going to be stopping talking about sort of online, I guess. Um, so we cannot do a... In an episode talking about that standalone, like Kitty Toe. So I, we don't, it's just buried. We cannot, it has to be a, uh, what is it? A taboo. It's like, we can't. It's taboo around here. We don't even, we don't even utter those letters. Uh, it's very, it's very sad. So obviously the fan base is not, the fan base of SAO is not in our listening, our listenership. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> we get it, folks. I, I totally kind of understand it. Eh, whatever. I can it's a guilty pleasure. And we're going to eventually talk about it again. You could just continue to ignore it, I suppose. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that being said, uh, the only news I can really muster up, if I had to pick any, was I know that the Isekai with turning into a sword, I believe, just got cleared and is going to be getting a second season. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, Bleach is getting the second part, summer 2023. Nier is unveiling additional staff. We don't care about that because, you know, I'm not Michael with Rhea Takahashi. And it, that would be the announcement. Basically, he just needs a forum for her. I did hear there's a new anime project announced for Hanako-kun, the old, uh, the old bathroom ghost. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I guess... It's going to be doing a restart. Hmm. 
kind of a uh, what I had read in the Discord is kind of almost like a Full Metal Alchemist kind of treatment. Oh. But that one's not even that old. I don't, you know, mm-hmm. who, who knows? I, you know, we're not the we're not the fountain of information. We're just the fountain of mediocreation. <laughs> that kind of worked. Uh, that being said, I'm, I'm fresh out as far as the uh, the anime news goes. I'd, I'd, I'd be eager just to hear... Just a lot hear, of new shows starting is basically the news. Certainly. And I'd be eager to hear what you guys have chosen as your end-of-the-year animes to watch. Mm. Anime to watch. Mm-hmm. I sometimes say animes on here. I'm like, great, there it goes. Credibility gone. <laughs> I don't think it really matters. <laughs> Went to art school. Grammar and math, they're out the window, baby. I got a calculator and I got a phone to tell me if they're what I'm spelling wrong. Sound old. That's fine. Tokyo Revengers starts... Now, I'm assuming based on Mal, these are Japanese days, so it would be January 7th, We're which is a Saturday. We're always going to just check the day before, so yeah, we'll just... The end of the first week of January, we'll just leave it loose. There it is. Sweet. Sweet. Uh, so with this, in preparation, obviously, spoilers moving ahead. Uh, we're not going to jump right to the end, obviously. We're going to talk about our thoughts, but uh, be aware there's... Things are going to be said, so we're just protecting you, so... Come on back if you haven't seen it, or if you're never going to watch it, then best of luck keeping up with the rambling that's about to ensue. Uh, yeah, Toradora. Well, the only thing we didn't watch was there's supposedly an OVA. We didn't, like a side story, oh, correct? Oh, it or- was, um, it, so it's just like a extra bonus episode, I think I read, and it's basically about like bento boxes. Like oh, Ryuji from- wants to make like the best bento box and blah, blah, blah. It, it was just like a... It doesn't add anything to the story. It's standalone. Well, depends how serious you are with Bento. Uh, Which, can we start off with a show has never made me more hungry than this show. There's so uh, much food and different foods. And I, every time I was hungry after. Mission accomplished. (laughs) And we just continued to eat throughout watching it too. It was lovely. Uh, Coming up with a absolute clutch. Finished the show today. Yeah. Hence why the episode's a little late. Um, for tomorrow, aka the Tuesday, this is coming out. Uh, right up to the end, yeah, we really pushed it to the limit here. So happy to have got it done, though. We were exhausted yesterday, though. We didn't watch any anime after Christmas festivities ended. Well, you were also quite. We were. We could have been more far along. There was one night that it's like, let's watch this show. Let's crank through it. Man, I think once my once my back hits past 45 degrees, between 45 and 90 degrees on our bed, narcolepsy inbound. <laughs> I was and so you were pissed. Getting pissed. Yeah. Because I wanted to like crush it. I wanted to watch the episode so we could be on time. And then someone just had to fall asleep. And then you decided to wake up. I'm like, no, now. I mean, after we had finished watching the episode we were on, I'm like, no, now I'm ready to go to sleep. So. No. <laughs> Marriage with an anime watcher, am I right? <laughs> no, you watch it. I watch it. <laughs> why is Julie why is Joey Wheeler here? <laughs> um but yeah, getting into the show. Huge themes as I kind of mentioned. I mean, we're talking from, you know, coming of age, clearly. We've got just emotions through first loves or just young love in general, looking towards the future and the pressure that's put on you through school. Um, family drama. It's got a whole slew of everything. We've got a um, lifestyle change between someone who's rich and someone who's not. This, this one's rock solid. This is packed with as many things that I think you can relate to from a show that I've seen in a while. Again, we had watched 
the first episode or two ages ago. So long ago. And while we were going through it this time, like, why didn't it catch us? Because I was pretty involved after one or two episodes this time around. Should have watched it ages ago. I can't say the same. It took me eight episodes, I think, to, to get, oh. get into, or at least to be like, have my interest peaked. Sure. I mean, there's been several times that me and you were talking on this podcast though. I'm like, oh, didn't this part make you reminisce about it? And you're like, no. <laughs> so I just might be More, a, a little bit sweeter than you. I mean, maybe that could be, no. that could be true, but I was the one crying after watching Bluey the other day. Oh my gosh, that particular Bluey episode, was it called Mom Race? Ma- I, baby I Race. Baby Race? Yeah. Oh my gosh. I was literally, Tom can attest, I am not being a drama queen right now. I was crying, literally, I was crying at the end of the episode. Well, I think there's something with the holidays. And by the way, we had said it in the past episode, but. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, guys. I hope you had a great one. If not, don't worry, next year will be better. Um. I get so emotional around Christmas. It's just, you know, there's a lot of feelings going on. So that Bluey episode even got me tearing up at the end because there's one part that gets you. And then there's the secondary, the end part of that episode that's even sweeter. Mm-hmm. And of course, you know, where you show someone else and they're like, oh, that's it. That's like, okay. Well, I think you also have to have kids. Yeah. I mean, I showed my mom. She wasn't too faced by it. Oh, and your mom's very emotional. She, she said, oh, that's, that's sweet. in tune with her emotions, I should say. Yeah, she's not emotional, just very in tune for sure. Um, but no, getting back to it. There was also it, a lot going on too. No, no, no. We're not getting oh. back to it just yet. Oh, okay. There's a whole, <laughs> this is a whole segment because okay. I want to get into, Toradora had me kind of emotional near the end too. You, not so much. You were a rock wall. <laughs> you didn't give two shits. I was, I could have teared up in this, um, in this show a couple times. I think I'm getting soft. There were a couple moments. I can agree. Um, Ryuji pff, talking disrespect to his mom. Hey. Damn. Damn, said, son. Well, you need to back the fuck down. A okay. lot, <laughs> lot of themes going on. And here's the thing, though. I, and we'll get into it. His mom also. I know she's uh, not the most uh, ideal parent, but. Sure. But also, yeah, listen, family is a complex thing. And they I think they hit it right on the head with this show. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, just uh, it, I don't know what it was. We'll talk about those moments. But man, I, I think girl dad mode has hit me or something. I'm turning. I don't know. Anywho, 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 anywho. Uh, Oh, but I just wanted to say episode eight for reference when I got invested was the pool episode when Ryuji is drowning, basically, and Taiga saves him. And then she says, like, don't touch him. He's mine. Like, that's when I started, like, before that point, I re- I could have dropped the show again. Oh, see, and then after that point, my interest was peaked and then I, I stuck it out to the end. You know, you can tell a lot about a couple by the anime and their different takes on it. And I got to tell you, I don't think we're compatible, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> no, I got to that. Of course, that moment had you hooked. That was a sweet, that had, that gave me the flutters. Mm-hmm. That gave me, as you would call them, the kitty-toe flutters. This mm-hmm. show, um, super sweet. Definitely weird in parts, obviously. Oh, yeah. And, and very silly, but um, right to the heartstrings, certainly. Uh, growth that comes from not running away is our, I think, the main theme that takes the entire web and just pulls it together. I think a theme that a lot of people need. A lot of people want to run away from their pride. That's kind of what humans do. Things get a little too intense. Get the hell out of there, you know? Well, I think not only growth 
with not running away, but I think it also is like having courage. Like a lot of these characters, like the mean girl, Ami, she needs courage to actually just be herself and not have that fake persona she did when she came into the school. Ryuji needs to, for a lot of the episode when he was into Minorin or whatever her name is, like courage to like, he needs to like put himself out there and confess. And then the same with Taiga to Ryuji. There's a lot of like courage that it takes to be open with someone and like to put your feelings out there. And a lot of um, right place, wrong time kind of situations going with this. And I I think that's kind of young love in general. Um, And especially at this level, I don't know what it's like to be a boy in a Japanese school, but I can tell you when uh, Yusaku um, Kitamura, the problem is Kitamura is called by his last name for most of the show. But then you've got the other ones that you were going by their first name most of the time. Yes. Uh, Inko, worst character of the show. Don't care who you are. <laughs> first off, that bird, garbage. I, it was funny initially, but then anytime that bird came on screen, I'm like, get that shit out of here. Although the, the, even there was a little development there. She said her name by the end of the show. I think literally the last episode. Craziness. A <laughs> uh, lot of memorable characters in this one too. And honestly, this show had... Uh, one of those characters, though, that for no reason just struck me, and I think struck you as well. Purple hair with, oh, um, with the the mole. Nanako is it Nanako? Yeah, I looked up her name in advance. She's fire. She's actually the most attractive person in the class. She's fire. She's cute as hell. <laughs> um, yeah, she hangs out with Maya and Ami. She's just an Ami chaser, which is points against her. But I got to tell you, for some reason, anytime she was on screen, me and you were like, "Hey, yeah, hell yeah." It's her, the girl that doesn't do anything. She was hella cute. Hella cute. And that's what this show was about. A lot of hella cute. Uh, Yasuko, a mom who clearly is not understanding that she's a mom. A little development. Everyone gets development. It's an Oprah meme. You get development. You get development. It's great. It's a great show. Who would you say has developed the most over the show? Inko, for sure. (laughs) 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 <laughs> <laughs> no and i i think the most development as per of course the, the writer of the show it's going to be taiga i think the crazy soon today from the beginning the the dynamic between that and the end of the show is something that no way that's in absolute 180 very um very proud of all of these 2d drawings mm. yeah what about yourself who would you say had the most <clears throat> Um, is it Inko? (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm going to step on some toes, but I really don't like Tyga in the show. She actually drives me up a wall. Oh, so So we're fighting today. We're fighting today. And I thought that Ami had like a lot of development actually. Sure. But Ami was just basically Walmart Tyga. No, I think. Same exact problem. She didn't have to fucking run away at the end of quote unquote, do that, find yourself, eat, pray, love bullshit. Listen, that's what chicks do. That's <laughs> Not just what me. chicks do. That's, no. You ever been around? Sauce. Uh, you just need to keep going to school. Uh, Don't I, run away from your. Are you kidding me? You were in school. You, listen, college, all of your female friends, think about it. Any problems, Rose? They're dipping. Yeah, because they're weak. 
Okay, she's weak. She's outie. She's going to come back stronger. That's the message of the show. You're uh, mad at the show for having its message come through? I'm confused. I think, see, but I don't, I don't know why she couldn't have just. Had oh, a happy fairy tale ending? No, no. I just don't know why she couldn't have like done that self-development and not she fucking left Ryuji his dad's he already has daddy issues okay and then the girl you're supposed to be eloping with or marrying in a couple months it just MIA out of your life we don't see if they're first off texting they each other up on the eloping okay and they were still going so there's no rush to be married though they were I don't know if we were watching the same show did you fall sleepy no did you go sleep all I'm saying was, <laughs> I didn't like that she ran away. No, that's and I didn't fine. like her attitude basically the entirety of the show. I did not like how she, I don't know how Ryuji ends up liking her. Because if anyone talked to me like that, I fucking I never would marry them. And I never would date them. Well, I mean, luckily And I wouldn't these, be their friend. Those, well, and make them food every day and make them bentos. Like, I don't know what kind of issues Ryuji has, but he needs some higher standards. What kind of issues? You said it. You got daddy issues. <laughs> this is this, <laughs> There's so many issues around this, but that's what the show's about. You're getting all the different perspectives with the certain things. Taiga has family issues as well. We're talking about, honestly, a bunch of people with issues clinging to one another and finding the thing. What you're getting out of this show, though, and what I'm going to give credit to this show for is Yes, they go down this line of, well, let's just do something young and crazy and elope and all this. I didn't like that. That was my least favorite part of the show. And then the friends are just- I can sad. agree. Because, I, well, and mind you, they're kids. They're written as kids, obviously. Well, they're cartoons. They're not real. But they're <laughs> kids, right, in high school. So they're written perfectly like that because then suddenly uh, Minori and uh, Kitamura, mm-hmm. Ami, yeah, no, we support you. Well, we don't support you, but here's my checkbook. Just use as much money and pay me back later. Okay, Minori, you're, you're showing your dum-dum. <laughs> like she was relatively smart she was a little bit of a klutz but like there i was like oh no she is a moron yeah so what yes they give you though that of where it's like this spiraling out of control feeling but then they take control that's what's so charming about the end of this show by the way when we said we were getting into spoilers welcome uh yeah the ending it's it's pulling it together and taiga yes well okay we'll just be with ryuji no she's got to collect her thoughts the growth within the amount of time in high school that they've had. Think about it when you're 16. You just there's nothing. Your brain is mush. You hear that 16 year olds? You're you're crazy. You don't know what you're talking about. Um, there's just such a that was the most adult thing Tyga could have done. I thought it was great. I thought it was super lame, and I'm glad Ami called it out at the end with the cell phone and the picture of the star when she goes. I think it means that she needs you know, and it's it's a perfect metaphor dark you know when you're around a city you can't see the stars so they got to shine a little bit brighter for you to see it she's going collect herself to shine a little bit brighter so that when she comes back she gives ryuji what he deserves let's face it the guy's a fucking walking mat the entire show and he (laughs) likes it this guy's a fucking freak baby uh but he's a good cook and yeah, the progression of the show, talk about a ramp up, certainly exponential. I can agree that the the beginning of the show, it hooked me a little bit sooner than you, but I'll agree. The amount of setup necessary for this show, I think a couple episodes could have been taken off of this count. I think we could have gotten down a little bit more, but at the same time as it aided in 
uh, which I guess can be an excuse for a lot of shows that are slow. It aided in understanding the characters more and then almost feeling like you, it's, you're like, okay, I, I've been through enough with Minori that I know how she's going to act in this situation, that she acts in a situation or, uh, oh, we know Taiga here. And then they flip it on your head because you've spent enough episodes with them. And now it's a little bit more effective when they do something a little kitty womp is crazy, crazy. Okay, you've kind of redeemed Tyga a little bit. I'm not always a deep thinker. I kind of just, it's that first initial feeling that I get is kind of what I tend to latch on to. I, and I, I'm with you, baby. I'm not trying to sway you. I'm just telling you that's where I'm at with the show. Mm-hmm. Anime surface level watching is great. It can, make, um, it can make shows way better than they should be. Uh, you know. Out of High School was a surface level show that I wish it just kept on surface level, but then it went so surface level that it shot off <laughs> like a pimple. It just popped and was gone. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, well, that puppy, that puppy bad. Yeah. And it's gross. So pimple, pretty accurate for God of High School. Um, so how, yeah. how would you stack? And obviously we're going to talk more about the show, Soy but the Lee. overall feeling that you get from this is there another show, rom-com? Mm-hmm. Like, is this your most favorite rom-com? Second most favorite? Like, how does this rank to how other ones that stack? we've watched? Honestly, I'm still adjusting to that. As I said, we finished the show today, obviously. Uh, sitting on it, the, the rewatchability is great. I'd love to go through another time. I would agree. I don't think it's going to be a every year thing. But it's certainly, once that time of year comes around, I'll be like, you know what? Because I got to say, we didn't watch a single Christmas movie this year. Did we? Mm. I started Home Alone. No, I don't really think Christmas. we did. I uh, started Nightmare Before Christmas. A lot of starting. <laughs> Not a lot of ending. Oh, have you heard about that from us before, <laughs> by the way? Um, no, it's just this year just flew. I can't believe we have to take the Christmas down already. Christmas tree down already. I feel like it just went up. Getting old sucks, and um, I'm here for it, though. Loved seeing, even though, oh, our little trooper face, not feeling very good, but she still opened her presents. She got all, she was so happy. She got her pots and her pans now. She uh, got a lot of little people Disney princesses. I got to tell you, and you know, gloating aside, everyone's going to say this about their kid, but I, I can't even tell you. Like, we before, when we were sitting down, because we had put Faye to sleep and all that, and I had my meeting for my video game that we're making and all that but like me and Danielle just look at each other and just like kind of reminisce on how Faye was today and the poor thing is just trying to get through the sickness she doesn't know how to tell us what's going on she's getting pissed off and all I could just end up going is my god I love her so much it hurts mm-hmm. uh, she's just a sweetie pie even when she's crying and that's just it so because of the stage of my life Toradora is hitting right now. Not like how I think it wants to, but just like just the show I needed. It was enough emotion. Well, funny. It's not like a Kaguya where it's leaning into the humor every episode. There, this is not afraid to get to some dramatic moments, which Kaguya does in some instances, but not like this. This, this is like real. A very good balance. Mm-hmm. And it's hard to rank it in that way. I can't put that. I, I love Kaguya to death. Loved Kagi to death, but I gotta tell you, this is up there with those shows with me. Like they're 
this is hitting a different type. I think we've got our different, you know, Takagi, it's innocent, So it's kind of hard fun. because each ones have different things, notes that they're hitting in the show. Certainly. So it, you're not taking an apple, like a green apple and a red apple and comparing them. You're, you kind of got like. It's a Fuji, a Honeycrisp. Yeah. Cause do I want a dose of cute? Minus the movie with that fucking cat. I'm watching, <laughs> I'm watching Takagi. Do I want a lot of humor and a lot of, you know, chutzpah? It's Kaguya. Love it to death. Torador is that nice. This is like a Goldilocks laying in bed. Like this is like, there's a certain mood for this and I was in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, even getting itself, uh, it, it was selected as a recommended work by the awards jury at the 13th Japanese Media Arts Festival in 2009. And let's let that sink in one more time. I had said it in the intro, but this show started airing in 2008. Oh, boy. (laughs) We are getting old. Yeah. Shit. Oh, boy. That's a lot of years. That's 14 years. That's. Mm -hmm. Oh, man. That's almost (laughs) as old as the characters in this damn show. That being yeah, said, almost. that being said, animation and everything stood up. It's a good looking show. Yeah. Stylized very well. Uh, yeah. Are there things potentially changeable in the show? Maybe. What about yourself? Where are you putting this in the, in the realm of rom-coms? I know, again, there's a little bit of a, a difference. And when we had rated it on, on Mal, you were asking me what I would rate it. And I, of course, was kind of along that 8.0. Mm-hmm. Are you at a seven? Are you at a six even? No, I would, I would maybe say, cause six is fine. Seven is good. Um, I would say maybe a seven. Okay. I would say good. Let me go 8.25 on this pup. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. So that's above average. The mal score is 8.09. Yeah. I don't know if I was just smitten with it or what. I don't know if I, it's just been a while since it's burner for a hero since <laughs> A proper rom-com, because we've been getting a lot of, um, not watered down, but I feel like rushed. This, a 25-episode show is different from the new meta. The new meta is 12-episode shows. Mm. Shove in what you can, and there's a lot of shows that are doing great and getting a lot of development within those 12 episodes, but this, you do get to get acquainted with those characters and have a little bit more attachment than like a love after world domination. I love, um, that's the Destiny show, correct? Yes. Love mm-hmm. after world domination. With the gelato. <laughs> Which <laughs> team gelato. loved the amount of humor versus cuteness. That's another rom-com I love. It's just it's like, that was so wacky. And I feel like we didn't get in the, the shtick of that show wasn't enough to, um, I guess, carry it to where, even if it did have 25 episodes, it's like, okay, the joke's being played out. I think they, Crapped around it enough, but I think it was just the perfect amount of dose. Whereas Torador is taking on a bit more, uh, it's taking bigger bites out of, out of issues and trying to get to, if I was in high school and watched a show, I mean, it, this is a phenomenal uh, show for high schoolers to maybe help them. Um, eh, maybe not put words to their feelings, but maybe, I don't know. So going back to answering your question. Sure. Um, I, I did enjoy Horimiya when we watched it. I, oh, yes. Yeah. I would. And I, I think on, I'm going to preface first watch through, cause I think Toradora being 24 episodes, it's a lot. Yeah. Um, which as you mentioned can be very rare, but Hori Mia, I 
we've talked about it in an episode before. The first half of Horimiya is better than the second, but I think overall I enjoyed Horimiya more on a first watch through. Okay, sure. Um, there's also Bunny Girl Senpai, which oh is a little bit more God. Yeah. supernatural because you have that um, adolescent syndrome that they deal with. So it's not 100% realistic like Toradora is. There's nothing supernatural happening in Toradora. Um, yeah, this is more grounded. And I always forget maybe it's because of that little sci-fi element. And the, you naming Hori Mia and Bunny Girl Sam, I'm like, oh shit, I love those shows. Dang and it. Your Line April is also oh, a romance. Oh man. So, which, uh, I, listen, if you've listened to the Your Line April one, I don't have a lot of good things to say. Wacky. <laughs> I, and that's what I'm saying. You're, 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 you're standing on the grave of the greats. So, your Line April was a joy. This is a joy. I think what we're talking about now is just obviously our catalog has, um, you know, with, with so much going on recently, we've been leaning on older stuff. And so we're going through this mecca of rom-com stuff from back in the day. And I know why this is known as such a popular rom-com. I mean, I, it makes sense. I agree with you 100%. And I'll meet you with the fact that Taiga is super annoying from the get-go. I think there's certain anime watchers who like the Sundare kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Because uh, in a lot of these that I have previously mentioned, the main character is not like, does not have that Sundare kind of feel to it. A lot of them are very, uh, I would say like middle of the road. They can sometimes be a little spicy, but they're sensitive, you know? Sure. Um, how to ink your, eat your pancreas too is another great rom-com. Oh my gosh. So but that's a movie. Uh, yeah, I guess. Oh uh, yeah, I guess you're right. I forgot that it was a movie. Um, so I think like when I think about those other great rom-coms, it's hard. I can't put Torador on the same level as any of those mm. close. I think definitely the end, like the ski trip on. Like, I wish we could have just watched all, like, however many episodes. Those were, like, five, five or six episodes, I think, from the ski trip to the end. Uh, I think even, like, the Christmas, like, getting to the Christmas episodes was also very interesting. The the last nine is is the the money. And and, and when I'm saying an exponential curve, I'm talking, like, (laughs) legit, like, exponential, like, this is a pretty large... And then that last run towards the end is wild, almost to a point in one part where I'm like, this is going too quick. Like when it went from, oh, look, innocent, this, the, 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 and then suddenly it's a, well, just fought with my mom. We need to run away and get married. I'm like, eh, I don't really like that. I thought that was way too quick of a, a switch flip. But yeah, um, as mentioned, I think something else very charming, and no, this isn't coming from like, something with prudeness or whatever, but I gotta tell you what, it's like, you know, not being a, you know, teenage boy anymore. I mean, anime definitely is a hypersexualized medium, obviously with some, you know, how the way they're dressed and things like that. And it's certainly getting that way even more. So, I mean, Desimi is dressed like a woman woman of the night like you know what i mean (laughs) and i think what's charming about going back to an 0809 thing is this is it's love that is not based on you know this hyper fixation on lust yeah 
it's eh. a, it, it has the resonance of like pure like feelings. Yeah, absolutely. It's, and I, I am I'm certainly in agreement that of course we want to we, we want to oogle a little bit. This one, luckily, especially shows like this. I'm glad it's keeping the oogling considering we're looking at high schoolers. I think this was very much done well. I think like the oogling for a Ganbare Doki Chan, perfect for me because there we go. That makes sense. You know, it doesn't have that creepy anime fan vibe. I mean, anime fans out there, you got to understand why the public looks at anime the way it does. Because when an anime <laughs> fan goes off the rails, it is a mouth breathing neck beard with a pillow with a character on it. That's all crunchy. <laughs> I'm not going to explain why, but like there is, I think, way too much lean on that. So Toradora is just beautiful for me because it's lust is very momentary, but at the heart, that's forever, baby. And, mm. and Toradora is going for the heart, mm -hmm. not for the crotch. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Um lovely to watch and i think even you know the, the most beautiful character quote unquote in this show is like one of the rudest like son of a like there there's such a fun dynamic to each um it's kind of like a what show can i bring up i've never brought oh i've never brought this one up so this will be a good one yu yu Hakusho. <laughs> I was actually you excited knew, for a second. No, sorry. Not around here. Yu Yu Hakusho, the reason you love that squad is because they're all filling a different type of personality that like just cohesively works perfect. And that's what's going on with these high schoolers here. Minori being that sports centric. You're almost dealing with like a Canada situation, you know, like if you ever heard of a Canadian standoff, who's going to hold the door for who, you know, it's being too nice. Near the end, I mean, we're talking about a huge love triangle. Um, Taiga finally realizing that she's in love with Ryuji. Minori running through the hallways and announce There's so many little moments that I was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe that just happened. My, me and you were like, oh my, this is getting good. But Minori, like, she's been that golden goose that our main character is chasing her. And you almost finally kind of almost give up. And then she's running through the hallway and says that she's loved him for a while. And the only reason she's not going after him is because she wants her best friend to go after him. It's like, and then the other best friend is sacrificing her feelings for the other friend. It's crazy. Can you guys like talk to each other, please? Yeah, communication, <laughs> Japan. <laughs> Nani the fuck, dog. <laughs> um, and then like, even Kawashima Ami, like, yeah, I even got sad for her because she clearly was liking Ryuji at the same time. Ryuji, my guy. He's slaying out here the I way he's feeling. I tell you, with daddy issues, you're out here making moves, baby. Apparently, the way Doesn't to the high school to. heart is cooking sick bentos and bringing it <laughs> to school, baby. Oh, and taking care of the young little, um, short little shrimper girl. Um, yeah, no, I, I think. Now, going to Ami really quick, because I don't want to forget. Sure. But at the end, you know, when they're at her house. After, you know, falling into that river, which I don't know how they didn't die going over that bridge. It was ankle deep water. And, anyway, and let, me, let me tangent on your tangent because you cut me off. I'm going to cut you off really okay, quick, yeah, but yeah. keeping on the same thing. Okay. I had put, I didn't take notes for the show, but I did finally grab my notebook during this last session because I'm like, I want to kind of collect my thoughts here. He, okay. First off, Ryuji took a beating. 
this the the last four episodes, this guy was a punching bag. First off, getting pushed off the bridge, and then I love that moment was maybe one of my favorite in the show because then when Taika, like, what a <laughs> stupid, what's happening? He's like, what's happening? Or she goes, what happened after she <laughs> pushes him off the bridge? Which again, as you said, water was way too short because it's shin deep. He landed on his fucking neck. The guy should be down there breathing out of a trach. Like he's gonzo. Yeah. And I loved him just going, what happened to my ass? <laughs> like it was just such a great moment. Uh, and so, yeah, just, just shout out to him for just, again, he took a wallop these last few uh, episodes. So um, 2D cartoon, very tough 2D cartoon. Um, what were you saying? <laughs> So they're at Ami's house after that whole situation happens and uh, Tyga goes to the bathroom to take a shower, obviously, because they're both soaking wet. And Ami basically tells, like forces him to say that he loves Tyga. Mm -hmm. Now, do you think she wanted him to confess that to quell any feelings that she had, knowing that they were off the table? 100%. I think least... (sighs) Not least good communication, but least direct communication award goes to Ami. Throughout the show, she even said some confusing things to her. I was like, what is she fucking talking about? But then, like, it starts to hit home that she's just very passive aggressive and very indirect while being direct. Uh, And so when she said that, no, that was 100% a closure move, I think. And I think also because she's been saying things over and over to him, like, oh, daddy and mommy are, you know, playing Mm -hmm. like house or like things like that I think also I think it was her not even just her feelings of validation but also uh, not that he would get it I mean Mm -hmm. maybe he would in retrospect after everything's finished but her kind of claiming victory on like she pushed him so much that he needed to get his shit together with this unknown love triangle he had that this for her internally for her selfish reasonings, like wanted him to admit it to validate herself basically. Cause she is very complimentative, like to herself. Do you kind of get what I mean? She wanted him to, yeah, she wanted him to admit it to, so she can claim some sort of like mental victory or whatever over him. So I think it was a two, two edge kind of thing. I think, I mean, her personality, it's, it's the personality dynamic of someone in high school who's chasing being mature too soon. So fame has pushed her into this realm of, well, I need to act mature because I'm around adults all the time, but then now it almost kind of kills how she is not popularity wise. Cause she's obviously very popular in, in, in school as we see, but like, it's just like, she doesn't know how to be as far as her own age. So it is funny because in some instances she is the most mature. She is the first one to understand that like she's almost hinting to Ryuji like, hey, dog, Taiga, you know, I was exhausted with her because she had hinted so many times and he's just not picking it up. I think for, you know, Bakachi, stupid Chihuahua as her nickname, I got to tell you, I think she was the most head on her shoulders, understanding of certain things, not amongst herself. She was kind of a moron when it came to her. But um, from the get go, when I first saw her, I was like, oh, I kind of hate her. The show did great to make you end up loving kind of everyone for different reasons and giving a closure to each thing. It was this that was actually the saddest moment for her. The face that she had when she was saying, can you just say it? 
the most pitiful she'd looked. I'm like, I actually kind of feel bad for her, even though, you know. My girl did have the best line of the whole show, though. <laughs> oh, yeah. Which one was that? You know which one it is. She, so she's talking to um, Minori mm-hmm. uh, after, maybe it was after like the Christmas thing or whatever. And <laughs> Minori's just going on and on about something. And then <laughs> Ami just starts walking away. She's like, talking with you makes me feel like I'm on my period. I'm like, <sighs> yes, because I don't know what Minori is saying. Half the time, it's all like elusive. Um, I don't know. Stupid. I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah, there's times where her, her husband, but again, another thing, shout out to the animators back in 0809. I think there was a bit more subtlety. I, well, there's subtlety nowadays. I'm not trying to be like that altruistic kind of little back in my day as I'm watching it 14 years later. Um, Minori, her downs hit harder because of how peppy she is and acting happy all the time. She is the, um, Hopefully not too soon for you, Robin Williams. She's like the Robin Williams of like, she is an outward people pleaser, but clearly has some sadness within herself. The the scene, of course, hitting the most is after running through the school. Um, she ends up in the nurse's office because she trips, hits her nose. So cute. Love that part. Uh, but talking to Ryuji, he and she's like, you know, go get him, whatever. And... That fading smile from like the go get it. She's cheering for him, cheering for him. And then the, the the shot holds on her as her smile fades. That's just huge. You don't need any dialogue. It's just like, that's such a good uh, show, not tell moment. The show was written very well. Well, and I think that part for Minori, you know, when he's running off and she's got that look, obviously you just mentioned, but I think also when they both leave Ami's house, Mm-hmm. And she's, Minori's got her arm around Ami, like, yeah. oh, I have something to talk to her about, blah, blah, blah. And then she just breaks down because then like the nails in the coffin, it's finished. And now she has to process. Yeah. You know, just like Ami does. But obviously Ami wasn't too as invested as Minori. Yeah, I gotta tell you, I mean, I, I wish, you know, looking back to high school, this is how the kids were back in the day. What we have is, as I said, it's it's a case of the too nice where... I wish my issue was that someone was too busy giving up the person they were interested in so that I would be happy. Like, this is some crazy high school shit. Um, the only realistic uh, scenario we got out of Toradora was uh, Koji, who's kind of the ditz dumbass dude friend who ends up putting the, the hairpin in. Yeah. Like, finding out that randomly on the side, this motherfucker had a girlfriend. He's just like, that's, that's the homie. Yeah, but even showing, it's just little things that I think help set this apart. And I'm not saying, I've not seen all anime. I'm not like the, I know that we are the anime podcast, but we're not like the, I I didn't sit in a a room and just watch anime my entire life. I'm I'm certainly um, still catching up with uh, my weeb self. But even just having the dynamic of the teacher not understanding what she was doing with her life, so good. Because that's something you don't realize until you age out and you get past the high school. You look at you cringe in bed at night, wake up at the cold sweats thinking of the time that you like tried to make a joke in front of a girl. And uh, like, you you know, like all those moments that you go back and you're like, there's no fucking way. And it's like, why can I how is it I forget my locker combination, but I'm going to remember this until I'm 64, you know, shit like that. (laughs) Um, 64, a callback to the Nintendo. Do you guys remember Nintendo 64? 
gosh, could you imagine if that's how this podcast was? Mm-hmm. It is though. <laughs> um, but that's one of those things that like having a dynamic of an adult that doesn't know what they're doing. Perfect. Not until you get in the workforce, you get past even college. College like has become an extension of high school. I don't even consider myself in college to have grown that much because it's just like, oh, high school's done. Time to go to college. Next step. But you still don't know what you're doing. Let me hit the microphone as I usually do. I'm hand talking. And uh, yeah, once you get in the workforce and you realize, holy cow, I looked up to adults. Uh, but honestly, most adults don't know what the fuck they're doing anyways. <laughs> so it's like to request that of high school and that whole section of this show, of like, hey, you need to fill out this paper that says what you're doing with the rest of your life. Such a real issue. I think high schoolers are one, either too coddled, but then also at the same time of being coddled, the expectations are being put on them to not be coddled. Very weird dynamic. It's going to be something that I, you know, obviously we have a daughter. No one knows how to parent, but like, you know, I hope I can take these little nuggets and really just kind of put, put that in. I mean, it's hard to parent, so we'll see, but it's tough. I really lucked out. I don't know about you, but like growing up, did you know what you wanted to do? I think 90% of people not really sure what they want to do. Um, growing up, no, it took me getting my first job. Actually, um, I had ideas and aspirations of what I wanted to do. Uh, I didn't know how I was going to get there, but mm, like I wanted, I, I've always had an affinity for art and Mm -hmm. I loved pottery. So I was like, oh, I can do like, I can make stuff and sell them. My dad's like, now listen, my dad was very realistic. He basically Mm -hmm. told me you'll be a starving artist. And I was like, okay, let me, (laughs) let me go back to the drawing board here. Like, how can I put my creativity to, uh, making actual dough right (laughs) so little did he know etsy would become a thing i know right um so i thought about being kind of like an occupational therapist using art for like kids with special needs or um, things like that uh so i started going to college and i was doing all my gen eds first listen people go to your local college and do your gen eds do not go to a four-year university Unless you know what you're doing, like an RN or something. Yeah, like Fine. if you actually know what you're doing, if you don't, just go to community college. It's really not that embarrassing. And on top of that, the community colleges are like slapping the ass right now. <laughs> like the one I left, it's suddenly like a big college. And I'm like, well, what the fuck is this? Yeah. So I thought I was going to do one thing. And then I started working at Victoria's Secret. I know, right? Pretty awesome. Okay, and nice. uh And I met someone there who I worked with and she's like, oh, I go to this school. I'm in the fashion program. You should come to our fashion show. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, sounds cool. Went, thought it was cool. And then I found out I can, I really love doing set, like doing the displays and stuff. Mm -hmm. So that's what I thought I was going to do. So I went into the fashion program and then one thing led to another. I was hired as a graphic designer because I like doing mailers and magazines and stuff. And then that's how I got into marketing. So it really took me getting me my first job, meeting that girl, realizing like, oh, I like working at Victoria's Secret and doing all the sets. Mm-hmm. Like I kind of found what I wanted to do through my job, which I think having a job, if you're a waitress, you can't really do that experience. But I would hope for Faye, she can do some like internships or trades or something where she can kind of, because I think kids like peg too much on like, whoa. <laughs> I think are they doing that now? <laughs> I didn't know that. I think kids pin their hopes too much <laughs> on an aspiration and they might because they haven't ever done it, they might 
not know until it's too late. Like, oh shit, I really don't like this. Yeah. <laughs> and then you've spent however much money on a piece of paper and then you're kind of SOL. So. Oh, I got to give you credit. You did manage to, to wipe me out of that story. I did basically set you up to become quite the graphic designer. Oh, Listen, that's true. I had to impress you in college and uh, getting you ready for that job. I hooked it up. Fast, okay. <laughs> uh, no. And that's honestly one of those things that I think it's a very underrated uh, thing because it, it sounds like a, a a bumper sticker or it sounds like one of those stupid magnets at your aunt who has 15 cats it's like <laughs> on her refrigerator or something. But like truly um, there is something to understanding that like how incredible every every day is even in the worst parts or whatever it's like like as you were saying you were working at victoria's secret you were already doing your gen eds then you meet someone and that spins you to go to this school and this and that's how you met me the only reason i'm married to you is because you worked you can go back to every minute decision and i think that's lost because people don't understand it's like even in your bad times, just remember that is like the next step. And then you're going to eventually look back and go, oh, yeah, well, if it wasn't for that one bad time, it wouldn't have done this. And da, da, da. life is incredible. And I know this is the holidays and, and sentimental time talking, but like it's insane. Well, you never like broke it down for me at that point if I didn't get that job. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Like if I didn't, you know, my quick little spiel, and I know we've probably talked about it before, but like if I didn't have, you know, the great parents I do, shout out my mom. Uh, I do that cause she's listening. Hey, thanks mom. Love you. Uh, kind of was very young for me. I understood really, really young to the point where it's like, you know, I could play baseball and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, eh, I'd rather draw Dragon Ball Z and like, just really, and she, you know, they'd buy me whatever I needed. Oh, I want to try airbrushing. Well, here you go, Tom, just really honestly hooking it up at a very blessed in that way. But knew I too had an affinity to art. Um, and so I knew very early on. So it was never one of those problems I had in community college. I just knew I'm like, let me get the gen heads done. So because art school's expensive for no reason, because you're going to get some burnout who like <laughs> legit. Most of my teachers and this isn't to be mean art school guys, if you guys are trying to get into the arts, the Internet, listen, do not just go to community college. Don't bother going to an art school unless you're going to get super specialized. YouTube and like even just courses you can buy online are going to do much better for you. Granted, our school doesn't exist anymore due to it being demolished because they got sued into the ground because they made promises they couldn't keep. Scumbags. <laughs> um, college isn't something that, and this isn't me showboating, I didn't learn anything. It wasn't until senior year did I learn something. And what that was was like a keyboard shortcut. But it, at certain times, legitimately, and even one of my teachers that I loved very much, um, he was a great dude, had a killer soul patch. Um, he'd sometimes like, he'd lick it sometimes, like his tongue would come Ew. out. <laughs> I don't think he meant to. I just think he was like a, a lion. He was just kind of matting it down or something. But um, <laughs> shout out Pete. Uh, it's one of those things that I loved him to death, but then he's asking me questions sometimes. And it's like, why are you a teacher? Most teachers, sorry, social media. It has given this, I know there's a lot of great teachers out there. This is not the majority, but I think there are way too many unhinged people teaching in uh, the United States of America currently. Um, not saying this is a rude thing, but if you're teaching the third grade and you have bright green hair, you're not setting these kids up for realistic. Listen, 
green hair is not realistic anymore. You guys have tried to become so unique that you actually are blending into a certain crowd and we got to pull it together for the third graders. Let's teach them that there is in fact a society that they need to mold into at some point. Be you. Yes. 100% great. Love the message, but let's not make sure that everyone is a psycho on wheels out going to the store. I don't want Walmart. There's a reason, you know, the whole Walmart people meme guys, the country is turning into Walmart people because everyone wants to be super unique. Hey, you want your partner to put a leash on you and spank you while you woof? Do it in your house. Don't fucking do it at Target. I am already spending enough at Target. I don't want to see it. Um, or go to New York. That's what all of you seem to be doing anyways, just out on the street with all the garbage and shit. Hey, New York as a Chicago guy. Fuck you, huh? Nah, just kidding. I don't really care about cities and Chicago sucks too, so. Um, that got a little ranty. Sorry about that, but uh, <laughs> reel you back in for a minute. Let's reel it. Let's reel it. Um, I there's a lot of deep seated. None of the teachers, except for a select few, have helped me in my life. So I think that's why teachers really need to get it together. The green hair thing. Listen, people who color their hair. I'm not calling out, calling you out. I'm just saying. There's just a you've and never mind. We're just. I think there's on. a certain respectability as a teacher, though. You need I, to yeah. maintain some order. Yeah. In your classroom, absolutely. And, and being too off the grain is not giving that order. Absolutely. I can I can level with you there. Hey, thank you. I appreciate that. Oh, are you guys still here? <laughs> oh, thank you. Uh, we'll look at the um the listenership and it dropped off. You know, uh, somewhere around. Right. There. Um, can I do a quick sidebar, even though that was already a sidebar? Let me <laughs> sure. get off of even the show here. Let's get back to anime. Um, today, as of this post here, uh, we have, uh, Uchida Maya, Maya. It's got two A's. I don't know how you got to pronounce it. I'm not uh, Nihon. Uh, 33rd birthday of a voice actress, uh, who does Katarina. From Villainous. Love her. Um, had no idea that she, well, we had known that she is also Lily from Don Machi, mm-hmm. that she is Norman from Net oh. Promise Neverland. Mm-hmm. She's Fischl from uh, Genshin Impact, Maho from Princess Connect. All of these hit names, but little did I know. Oh, sorry. Doing a little microphone hit yourself. I like it. Uh, she is Mudrock. <gasps> Mudrock. Weird girl. We are a bit of a mud rock household, whether Danielle wants to be or not. I've pretty much just said, hey, we love mud rock. Well, it's that marketing thing where it used to be seven. Now it's 14. But once you see something 14 plus times, you start to like it. So that's why um, (laughs) Yeah, that's why Drake is popular. That's why Beyonce is popular. You just hear the song. Mariah Carey's Christmas song. Did you know she wrote that song, too? I give a little bit more respect there. I thought she was just taking an old song and sung it, but no, she actually, I mean, she, well, she didn't, maybe she did write it. Anyways, she is behind the creation of the song too. So I'll give her a little bit of credit there. I still don't like I it, think she but makes fine. Two, what is it? Two point something million dollars a year off of that song every uh, Christmas season. Ew. I don't like that song. That's my least. And no I... one does, but <laughs> here they are. I mean, no one likes. Um, Michael Bublé is the only. Well, I was listening to some classic Sinatra, baby. But I, yeah, like Michael Bublé is just, he's copy paste Sinatra. Although, man, he does have a great voice. I like Michael Bublé. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no, it could be the mud rock effect there. But at the end of the day, I just think it's a, she's the perfect Shiro. I don't know anything. I don't know the lore of Arknights, but just, I mean, look up mud rock and enjoy. Uh, that being said, 
uh, back to the show. So we were kind of just on the kick of obviously talking the emotions of the show, but mm-hmm. um, hitting that niche. And I think this uh, emotionally, this show is a better teacher than what most of the schools are preparing, you know, emotionally. I think this is a great show for, for the growing up blues, kind of feeling your place because it's at the core of the show that Tyga isn't changing who she is in a sense that's going to lessen her as being the palm top tiger or whatever the hell her name is. It's just a her growing up and becoming someone who's just more, you know, fit to be around others. I think it's a great, yeah, it's a great message. Don't stop being you, obviously, but you know, there's, you can't be that, um, complainer that like, it's just constantly causing drama around yourself. I mean, there's a bunch of these archetypes from high school, but um, it's handling all the different hackers. You can't just be someone who relies on your looks, you know, boom, there's the Ami thing. Minori, I don't know what her lesson is. Maybe just, honestly, she had probably the least development. It was just more so she just came to terms with, hey, sorry, I didn't tell you. I was just trying to be my friend. Maybe just to be more transparent with something. I don't know. Hmm. Uh, Ryuji, his main thing is just to keep being a G. Uh, maybe him and Minori should have been together because their development were pretty much <laughs> set. Like they're just both solid or whatever. Yeah, he was uh, pretty dumb. He did not pick up any signals. Speaking of hair coloring, Yusaku, if you guys weren't driven nuts by him going blonde in this show, I mean, that's what I'm talking about right there, baby. His attempt to be unique and is that little outrage I get it. You know, you want to change something. There's different things in life. It's like when a lady cuts her hair um, or it's when a man. The meme is when something happens to a girl, she gets bangs. Oh, is that the Taylor Mm. Swift? I mean, it checks out. That bitch has some problems. (laughs) Money ain't it, but everything else is a problem for that Uh. chick. Uh, yeah. And it's like, men, you just hold in the stress and let your hair recede away as others see physically that you're swamped, but uh, you just don't let it show. Uh, deep, deep stuff with Toradora, um, but with a nice icing on the top with being a very funny show. I thought there was a lot of jokes that definitely slapped. Um, I want to talk about really quick, because I think we're getting to a point where we can move on to another brief subject. Oh, sure. Go for it. So, uh, when Tyga's dad comes back into her life, that whole happens, right? And then Minori confronts Ryuji getting up to the culture festival mm-hmm. and she is pissed at Ryuji. Yeah. Not knowing like, well, why are you letting this happen? Her dad's a scumbag, blah, blah, blah. And she's, they have to like make up and it takes a while for mm-hmm. Ryuji to like go to her and whatever. Me, like, I, I don't know if we're on the same track and I wish we could have an open discourse with other anime watchers, but my take was, I feel like Ryuji came from a place not knowing the whole story. This being the first time, I feel like his advice to Taiga was not unfounded. Oh, he absolutely. Has, yeah, based on two things. His own absent father issues. Because if he could have the opportunity to be with his dad, although after what we find out at the end, no. not sure he would want to. But knowing just what we know at that moment, his dad dying, and he could have an opportunity, he would take it. Two, I I think telling someone like, hey, why don't you like give them a chance and see kind of what's happening? I don't think mm-hmm. those two bits of advice are wrong. No. And I think Minori's big thing there 
we're talking of, there's a lot of little windows into this, but a lot of these issues stem from also a childlike view of the world. Minori well write about him being mad at Ryuji for saying, hey, to give it a shot, even though he's got no reference of how the dad's been. Yes, Minori has this, you know, track record of this is what he always does. It does. It is also very childish to think that, you know, people are always ebbing and flowing. Maybe this was the time. So I think Ryuji was right to like steer her there. But Minori, obviously looking out the front, was there a better way to communicate it? Yes. But was it written in the script like that? Absolutely not. Quite the contrary. It was written as a fight. It was a problem. Couldn't agree more. I thought that was one of the conflicts in the show that was a little bit more empty for me. I think it was more so to explore how Taiga um, does, in fact, want that family dynamic. And I loved on the train at the end how she just she admitted how she had gotten all uh, warm and tingly when she had heard that uh, Yasuko had said, like, oh, love having you as part of the family and like super sweet. I think. Everyone wants to be loved. Everyone wants to be accepted. And that is just like, oh, it's just such a sweet dynamic because then you can take this to anything. Like you, you know, treat other people nicer because you don't know what they're going through. Obviously, Taiga, who's rich, is going through this stuff. And yes, while it's pretty minimal as far as it's a first world problem as to what's going on with her, it's still something that you never know what someone is going to put at the forefront of like what defines their feelings. Um, And of course, while she is has this hard exterior fighting everyone, clearly she's just a little softy, who's just a little baby goo. She just doesn't uh, she doesn't know what she's doing because her parents are just so back and forth. Her mom remarried and seems to be more interested in the other kids. But could that be a um, could that be a, a youthful thing where she's just not seeing that she's still involved, but she's just kind of I don't know that you, you can do so much branching off of the themes in this show. It's it's killer. It's a it's a great show. Mm-hmm. Also, something great about the show that we hadn't touched on in a little bit less uh, serious of a subject, obviously, is the Kaicho in this one. We love us a good Kaicho, the president of the, the school board in most of these high school animes. I've got to tell you, Sumeri, dope, strong-willed. She's definitely what you would want as the president. She was kick-ass. That whole thing and her breaking point was also insane and such a, as far as a high school setting goes, such a freaking mature take on that. Like, so when she finally breaks, she's like, I'm just protecting him, dude. I'm going away. And if I tell him I like him, he's going to try and chase me to America, blah, blah, blah. But it was good that she said it because at the end we get that beautiful message that uh, hair dye homie himself is actually going to go to America and visit her. So a lot yeah, of young right? love. I think, of course, it does set some unrealistic expectations, I think, as Obviously, as you've heard, as I can get onto some rants, I'm a little realistic in some ways. Um, high school love, especially now with the, what people are holding near and dear in relationships, and not really as strong as they once were. So just remember, if you're, uh, if you're a young buck listening to this podcast, don't know how you've even made it to this point in the rant with uh, how much I'm lecturing you, but um, clearly not the end of the world because it's not going to end up like an anime. And I loved how the president gave us a little, because we love the president from Nagatoro, mm-hmm. had very much, and I'm actually looking right now. I was like, wouldn't it be funny if she played both <laughs> presidents? <laughs> but um, the voice actor who was the president was actually um, Isabella from Promised Neverland. Okay. And I scrolled past it. Oh, and then is uh, 
Agent Shearwood, the redhead from Spy Family or whatever oh, her name is with the glasses sweet. and the hat. Um, I didn't recognize anyone else, just those two, but I was hoping she was also that other character because that'd be so funny. That would be lovely. I do, um, I do love seeing the connections with these voice actresses and actors. Me too. It's very good. Um, Isabella. Yeah. Yeah, but, no, it's great. It's great. Um, so I meant to circle back before when we were on the subject. Do it. You think that this this show being 25 episodes is needed. I know they either do like a 13 ish or they jump to 24, depending. We don't really get too many shows that cut it between. I think. You think you need all the preamble. You could could trim some. I think there's definitely a little bit in there, but I would tell you there's, there's not as much filler in this show as you think, I, when we were kind of discussing a little bit of the show, I just felt that you thought the entire beginning was a waste. It's like, yeah, but I don't know if those moments later on would have hit as much if we didn't get exposure to it. You know, it's, it's little hints and it's little things, obviously, as we were talking about with Mimo, uh, Mimo like little smile fading away. There's a lot of subtle things in the first episode that I'm sure through a rewatch, um, can lend itself to something great. Uh, all right. You I know, know. I, I, I'm not going to talk this up. I agree with the points you're saying. I just think I'm smitten enough to look past them. And I think, isn't mm-hmm. that just kind of how we review things nowadays? There's huge bias, um, in everything we do, uh, except for this show. We've, I think we've been pretty fair about this one. It is a good one. I think this is a subjectively good show. Mm-hmm. Uh, now I think, I think we're getting to a point where we can start wrapping things up, but before we do that. Oh, unless you, unless you think we can go a lot longer. No, but. I mean, the last thing I was going to mention about this, a little fun fact, I guess, um, that the light novel was also adapted into a video game for the PlayStation Portable, uh, which was only in Japan, obviously. But uh, with that PlayStation Portable game in 2009, they had a, uh, like, a little mini bonus limited edition uh thing that had an OVA that was basically just the Toradora recap. And I'm wondering how they recap the whole show. Oh, yeah. Uh, if this was, in fact, a continuation, I'm not really. Oh, yeah, it does say. Yeah, someone said in this, this is a recap of the whole Toradora. It's not the same as the special episode Toradora something something. Uh, watched it without subs. Blah, 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 blah. So, anywho, what is, let's get to wrap up time. We have held these homies hostage. So I just want to talk about what our most memorable moments from the show are. Oh, sure. Would you like to start us off? Sure. I got to. So after the ski trip, when Tyga is MIA because her mom picks her up mm-hmm. um, and Ryuji answers the door and she's there. Yes. And I can't remember. Oh, she pulls his scarf, I think. Because he says something and I can't remember. She pulls his scarf really close to his. So she pulls his face down and they're yeah. like really close to each other. And he knows what she said in her unconscious state, but she doesn't know that. Yeah. So they both blush and then, um, you know, kind of back away from each other. I love that moment. So good. Because they're, you're st- it's the the quick snowball going down the hill like it's a time bomb you're just waiting for whatever is going to happen it's like a little uh it's like taiga falling down the hill and getting concussed (laughs) (laughs) absolutely no i thought that was a great one 
um, quick, it's not a moment, but I gotta say, uh, Ami doing the switch up to the hairstyle with that, like, ponytail thing while having some hair still, she, it's near the end when she's kind of acting all cool. Mm. Well, she was looking cool and we liked that. Just saw a picture of that and I remember that. But <laughs> uh, moments wise, I got to say, obviously the first one that really got me in and gave the old, the old tangles uh, was, yeah, as you had mentioned, when Taiga gets out of that pool and she's very protective over Ryuji and she says, you know, he's mine. Oh, huge, huge moment in the show, obviously, setting the tone for obviously uh, where it would lead. Um, huge. So I would say that one. What's, what's your second one? So obviously my second one, which I think is, mm, I don't know, maybe this would be the climax, sure. but Tyga's giving everyone the chocolate, which leads into Ami and Kitamura blocking the doors. Yeah. To basically make Taiga confess and have Ryuji do fucking anything. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Say anything, damn it. Um, I know both you and I like looked at each other. We were like, fuck yeah, let's go. Let's yeah. get there. <laughs> right. Nothing like a forced confession, right? Well, and especially considering like. Everyone knows like. Everyone that- knows, but this show drawing out the confession was comical i love that they even caught like they called on it in the show of, no we've said it. it's like oh no crap we, i didn't say it the, dangling that carrot in front of us pigs it was perfect mm-hmm. so i loved that part i thought it was comical yet uh your heartstrings are pulled and it's very dramatic like all at the same time because mm-hmm. the all the friends are banned and while two of the friends have feelings for the same guy, or three of them have feelings for the same guy, poor Kitamura. I thought Minori and him were actually, because they're both like on the baseball and softball team, mm-hmm. they are both very driven and hardworking. I thought they were actually going to have a love connection. Yeah. Yeah. I think there was a lot of compatibility. This, this show could have gone several ways depending on it. There was some compatibility that could have worked out anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, Minori is actually a, a great segue um, as far as character goes to being, I got to say, MVP uh, for, no, not the show, <laughs> for one of my favorite moments. Mm. When she gets a note in class. Oh, yeah. Asking her what she thinks of someone uh, who calls themselves an airhead. Yes. And the slow, drawn out arm movement. You're with the characters. Everyone's looking at her. You're like, what is about to go down? And then she hits you with a face out of like the ring or something. I don't know. I don't really know what the fuck that scene was, but that was such a great scene. Yeah, that was funny. Uh, Yeah, that one was good. Do you have another one? I can rattle off a couple more again. I think I was yeah, a, bit, yeah, I think yeah, I was a little bit more smitten. Um, well, actually, one I note got, of... Oh. I was going to say one, one scene is not my favorite kissing scene in the show. It was good to get the payoff of a, a kiss from the young love. The another thing was cute, like the f- first time saying another, I wish they kind of cut there, but like doing the another several more times got to more where I was like, this is a little... I'm a little um, cringed right yeah, now. Yeah, I, don't, yeah, me too. I don't like this. It's sweet, sure, but let's let's spare the viewer here. That's and I little... think it was again, it wasn't other, but or another, I should say. 
Again. I think she said again. Oh, sure. Well, yeah, true, true. That whole part, yeah, was a little... Mm-hmm. I, mean, I could have done with like one or two, but yeah, it was a little too much. Yeah. Um. No, I... Another scene that I loved, so Kitamura has bleached his hair mm-hmm. and they're at Ryuji's house and the mom oh, yes. has the box, which I didn't... I was so confused at first and mm-hmm. then I saw the brush or the comb and the hair dye and she's like, I got off the phone with the parents and they were gonna tie them down and yep. dye the hair back hilarious Perfect. love that part uh last this is gonna be kind of it's not a two-parter but i'm gonna piggyback uh, piggyback off of you You remember when you were talking about the scene that was kind of like the standoff when mm-hmm. they were finally going to confront them with the confession or whatever during that scene watching minori's face when tigas said oh and you know this is for saving me on the hill that te- oh fuck yeah that was a moment i was like oh what's about to go down and yeah which Ryuji then led into that scene yeah mm-hmm. perfect uh that whole yes that whole section was so good talk about ending a show i mean this had this was a killer lead up to the ending and all that good stuff uh and then i, I will say you know it's cheesy obviously but i think this is as far as anime confessions go her on his back walking and the way she worded it to him while not realizing that was so sweet. It hurts. Uh, and I think that would be pretty much. And then the bridge scene is obviously killer. Mm-hmm. Um, I gotta say, as far as the school, um, uniforms go, whatever school she ended up at way cooler. Taiga with the black on white, like the, First Very off, cool. she never looked cooler. That was that was a good hit. So it was nice seeing her come back, but it was more so like a damn nice, nice outfit. That's mm-hmm. cool. Her blushing at the end, them being themselves. Um just just nice. Just nice and uh very happy to have watched it. So um happy that this kind of lined up with the timeline of the rewatching and all yes. that good stuff. Now as we were saying, I think I said the word hostage 20 minutes ago. So let's stop holding you hostage. Guys, if you've made it to this point in the episode, can't thank you enough. And you have got to be a great friend of the show. Uh, if you liked what you listened to, we should actually have shilled this much earlier on. Uh, just tell people about the podcast. We don't do anything to like monetize, but you know, it's the same point as we'd like to, of course, grow the podcast uh, in 2023 upcoming year. We want to push to try and maybe do some things with get some more guests on and, and just maybe push the podcast a bit more and up the quality. I know we, it's more about a chill session around here, but I think there's things we can do to grow a little bit and just continue to deliver uh, where we can. So if you do like that um, again, yeah, let people know. Also, if you're listening to on Spotify, Apple, any of that, just leave us a rating, be as brutal honest as you want. Um, you know, you could say something along the lines of like, oh, love Danielle. She seems super sweet, but Tom seems like a bit of a dickhead. Hey, got to do what you got to do. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, but can't thank you enough. 2022 was a great one for the podcast. Got us back on track uh, performance wise to kind of where we wanted to be. There was, of course, we had already mentioned a time during the year where we got some lows and we were starting to question if we should keep doing this. And uh, no, we just powered through and we're very happy to be doing this every week. Uh, so every listen, whether we know you or we don't know you personally, we very, uh, much appreciate that. So let's get into 2023, kicking some ass. If you have any ideas, make sure to let us know on the discord and, um, 
we'll just we'll just keep on keeping on, right? Anything else to add to that? No, nothing. No. Have a great New Year's, everyone. Yes, absolutely. Let's be safe out there too. Let's not let's not go tumbling down a hill and then confess to your love or <laughs> carrying you. Man, she was down there in the snow for a while. Yeah, I'm surprised actually Crazy. that she wasn't more serious. But we can't get into it. I know we're scaring you guys. No, we're not allowed <laughs> to get into it. Don't worry about it. But massive fan of you, and I hope that you're somewhat a fan of us. We love you guys to death, and we appreciate uh, you sticking around with us. So catch you on the flip side. And Danielle, you do that thing you do, baby girl. Bye, guys.